The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the individuals and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Linfield University or Linfield University departments. Hello everybody, it's Mara and Sincere and welcome back to another episode of Politalks. Today's episode is something really special. We are joined by fellow Linfield students and organizers of the respective Democratic and Republican clubs on our campus. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, we're really glad you're here today. Um, and we're really excited to kind of discuss political presence on campus. But before I start, I would love to have both of you introduce yourselves to our listeners. Emma, we can start with you. Awesome. Well, hello, my name is Emma Campbell. I'm a freshman at Linfield University. I'm the president of the College Republicans Club. Hi, guys. My name is Michaela. I'm also a freshman here at Linfield, and I'm the president of the Democrats Club. Thank you both for that. Um, I'm really eager to just kind of get into our discussion today so we can just jump right in. I'm correct. You two both started or restarted these clubs on campus. And so I would love to know more about why you chose to take over these clubs and what that process was kind of like for you guys. Yeah, so I can go first. Um, I think it was about June before coming here to Linfield and the Willamette um, president of their Democrats club reached out to me because she is the head of the Oregon College Democrats in general and just said, hey, like I see your Instagram, I've kind of seen like the stuff you're into, I think you'd be great. I've seen you're in student government, blah, blah, blah. And um, I was like, yeah, I'm totally interested in starting the club back up. And she kind of just got me rolling and got me involved in the overall branch of Oregon College Democrats. And I just started reaching out to people through social media who were gonna be at Linfield. And then as we got to school, um, started reaching out a little bit in person and just started slowly forming our club back again, so. Very cool. And when, Emma, you, you talk a little bit about how you started your club, um, you can probably answer this, but I just want to know, were either of you guys involved in something like this in high school or student government or anything like that? Um, I can go again. I was um, student government, class government, Go Green Club, some liberal-ish, you know, clubs going on at my school. We didn't quite have any political clubs, but I always was really interested. So I was super excited to get into that in college. Very cool. Yeah, so for the College Republicans Club, um, when I got to campus, um, I wasn't really know, I didn't really know what I was going to expect. And, um, you know, I came in with a political science major and uh, was wanting to minor in math, but then the Leeds minor came up, so now I'm double majoring. Um, but through the work in the political science department and meeting a bunch of the professors and faculty on campus, you know, it was a great experience and really encouraged me to get more involved. Um, and then when I found so many people that, um, fall under the conservative Republican type of politics, I was really encouraged to start this club and I saw a need for it on campus. And I said, hey, you know, if Linfield is truly as diverse as it claims, we can have a Democrats club and a Republicans club. And so we do. I started the process with just uh, like the friends I met and uh, we had about like probably eight of us and it grew to 35. As of now-ish, I think we're more like 36, 38, hopefully. But um yeah, so we went through the process and got to be approved as an ASLU recognized club. We have our faculty advisor, Dimitri Kelly, who was really um, helpful in the process as well. During the process, I also tracked down the Oregon Federation of College Republicans, and I met with the chairman of the organization and kind of asked, you know, what 
in the process of forming a club before we became uh, recognized as ASLU, trying to understand, you know, what the CR, the College of Republicans, are about, what the typical organizations like, and getting information for our club's constitution and bylaws, et cetera, how they run meetings, that sort of thing. So I will say finding an advisor was a bit of a challenge to be an ASLU recognized club. You have to have a faculty advisor. So we were kind of on the hunt for that. We wanted to find someone that we weren't necessarily expecting to find someone that felt uh, that was along the same political realm as we are, but we just wanted someone who was going to be open for the conversation and welcoming of the club. And we went around to a bunch of different people. A lot of people, we found faculty that were interested, but they didn't have the time. Dimitri Kelly was more than willing and he was great. I had him for American politics semester. So a great introduction there. And as far as high school, I was involved in a club called Rotary Interact. Um, it's a volunteering organization, nonprofit, all around the world, global. Love Rotary so much. Um, that's really where I became the president my sophomore year. I was president of the club for three years. So we didn't really have any political organizations at our high school. Um, just uh, through Rotary, though, I got more connected with Rotarians who were pretty involved on in our city politics as well as state politics. So I kind of had a little bit of an introduction there. But yeah, that's pretty much what we have. Oh. I love Rotary. I went to business camp with Rotary for like three years and it's oh my gosh. a great organization. Amazing. Um, I love Rotary. That's really interesting. And thank you, Mara, for that question. I think as political science majors, and Michaela, you're a political science major or lead, is it? Law rights and justice. Law rights and justice. Think in the, <laughs> thank you, Mara. Um, in the co-action of all three of those nations, we understand that reasoning is really important in understanding how organizations, clubs, institutions succeed. So thank you guys for getting into that. Our next question goes a little bit deeper. I was wondering if you could kind of dive in and tell us more about the mission of the clubs on campus. In other words, what are some of the goals that you guys have and how are you guys committed to achieving this? Um, I can go first. So I think some of the goals we kind of had on campus was to provide a safe space for all students to get involved in politics and just, you know, come to a meeting and kind of talk about what they believe and see where it resides and just kind of give them a place to start exploring their beliefs as an adult moved out of their home. So we have weekly meetings every Thursday and right now we're actually having two to three meetings a week because we're preparing for a debate with the Republicans Club which we're super excited about organizing and we're super open to just letting people listen, letting people talk however you want to participate because we know it can be, you know, politics are hard for some people to really get involved in and we want people to come as naturally and freely as they feel like they want to get involved in. So. Yeah, I feel like we follow along the same lines as the Democrats Club as well. Um, we kind of classified our club as a social club, so uh, we do focus a lot more on talking about current events, things that have happened in the past. We really want to know, um, we want to have an open place for people to be able to talk um, about politics that they might be a little concerned to share about in the classroom specifically, um, and we want to make sure that the people in our club, they have like a firm understanding, oh, this is kind of a wrong way to word it, um, we want to have an open conversation. We came to Linfield with the goal in mind. We want to help making um, Linfield like a good place to talk about politics. You know, our school's pretty split. You know, we're right down the minute, uh, middle, excuse me. We're not Willamette where it's super liberal. We're not George Fox where it's more on a conservative side. Linfield's pretty split, which I think is really cool. And what 
a lot of schools should be, and it's more encouraging for people to get involved. So um, yeah, we're a social club. We've done a couple of events. We meet usually weekly. Right now, um, we're doing a lot more independent stuff uh, as we're preparing for the de- the debate with Democrats Club. Little plug, it's tentative date is Wednesday, March 3rd at 8 p.m. via Zoom. So look out for the social media. We'll have that on there. Yeah, we're just really excited. So far, it's been going really good. We started with about eight members, and now we have, we're almost at 38. So um, we've grown the club and gotten people involved. And um, we do, like, in our club specifically, there's a lot of people that aren't Republicans. They're not registered Republicans. They're people that are on the conservative side of politics, or they're libertarians, or independents, or, I mean, anyone's welcome to come. Um, I know that's for the both of our clubs as well. Anyone's welcome to come to come to a meeting. You can just come in and listen. You can sit and listen, um, or you can choose to join the club. You can be a part of both clubs if you want. So we really we want people to be able to get involved, to be engaged, and ask questions in our meetings too. We also provide uh, we've helped with like the history of the Republican Party, and we're just giving a little bit of feedback. You know what the traditional values are, what the typical responses are. And when we talk about current events, we do our best to give. This is what um, conservatives will think of this. This is what liberals think of this. Now, what do you think? You know, and open it up for discussion. It's really discussion based. And we really do want people to be able to talk and to share different views. And there's a lot of things that I think it's interesting from where I'm from. You know, there's a lot of things that I believe that other people don't. And there, we're both like conservatives. We're both Republicans, you know. So I think it's interesting just to hear that and just to be able to have conversations. Um, and it's going to help provide good citizens that the U.S. needs. Absolutely. I think that's awesome. And it's, yeah, it's all a spectrum. It's all a spectrum as far as views go. But I think it's really, I think it says a lot about, I think it says a lot about Linfield, but also about the two of you that the way that these groups are structured is very open and facilitating good discussion between people and being, you know, having it be a safe space. Like both of you use that word at um, one point when you were answering. And so I think that's very cool especially because in the four years that I've been at Linfield studying politics, like every year it was like polarization. What are we going to do about it? You know, polarization. How can we talk to people who who we disagree with? So I think it's really cool that you guys are doing that, that you guys are freshmen. So you have so much more time to really expand on that. My next question was actually going to be about collaboration between you guys. But since you kind of already talked about some plans in the future, Uh, I'm wondering if you could give a little insight about how you came up with the idea to have a debate or if you can share any kind of tidbits about the debate. I understand if it's still mostly under wraps at the moment, but what kind of benefit do you see collaboration between the two clubs having on the Linfield community? Okay, I can go first this time, I don't mind. So I think, I feel like we both kind of had this idea and it was like a waiting and then uh, I think it was Michaela emailed me and I was like, hey, I was having the same idea. So good months thing like, um, but I think the debate, we were kind of like, for me, at least in our club, we were a little concerned about the word debate. It's not, I wouldn't say a traditional debate style that we're used to. We have it structured. So it's going to be two minutes on one side, two minutes on the other, and then, um, you know, listening, no interruptions kind of thing. And then we're going to do another one minute, one minute response. So it'll be about six minutes per topic. We have about five topics right now. I'm sure Michaela could share those. I kind of have them, but I think that this will be a cool way to collaborate our get our clubs together and talk about things. And I can totally see this progressing and following with future events in the future, you know, doing things more, maybe more this semester, maybe next semester. But I think it would be really cool for our clubs to get together. And I mean, 
Um, I was actually talking with uh, Pedro about this and he suggested it would be cool to kind of do like a game night or something with our two clubs, you know, just get together, you know, play some games, have a couple laughs, you know, and just show, um, I have a lot of hope for our generation. I have a lot of hope specifically for our freshman class. Um, you know, I, I think that the school has, is amazing and there's some, obviously some things the school needs to work on, but I think, um, specifically the freshman class and how the, both of the leaderships of our club is within the freshman class. I think that we will really be able to do a lot of good things here at Linfield. Yeah, I totally agree. I remember, um, I think we have a Republican and Democrat, I think they're both strong members of our clubs that room together. So they were, they were kind of the middlemans in like organizing the debate. I remember Noah from our club and I think it was Hayden from yours was, we're always talking about it. And then they got us involved and it was just, it was a really like good experience just to hear that we were all totally willing to just like have more of a conversation. You know, we, we made a rule of a list of rules and things that we we're okay with doing, you know, we don't want it to be aggressive or uncomfortable. We want it to just be a conversational type night to like give everyone in the club a chance to like speak how they feel strongly with their passions and then also give the opportunity to students at Linfield to kind of listen in and kind of advertise our clubs because I feel like we, you know, the words out there about them, but because we're mostly all freshmen involved, we need a good event like this to really get our names out there and be recognized. So I'm super excited to see, you know, who all logs on. To, I think it's going to be on Zoom. That's our plan. Who all logs on to the Zoom to watch it that hasn't been coming to stuff. And just I'm super excited for it in a few weeks. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> it's a great idea. And collaboration is definitely super important. And I think that it's really inspiring that we have students that are among us, even though we're all in our own rooms and little spaces that are still finding a way to make that connection. And it's, it's good to see that even, I think, Michaela, we spoke to you at the beginning of this year as you were getting started with your Linfield career and to see that you're still finding new ways to grow. And Emma, you're an amazing classmate. It's, it's been good, good to find ways that I will get to work with you. Um, so it's like just a little, maybe the kids are all right. <laughs> um, and that's, it's heartwarming. So our next question, uh, as student leaders, we wanted to get an opportunity to gain an understanding um, in a common place on like levels of polarization that we're seeing in the United States. And as people who are obviously able to sit with the gravity of this situation, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the things that you see as a cause of this divide. And how have you found yourselves in your friend groups or the, the classes that you've been taking, finding ways to reconcile with this truth um, and implement it into moving forward? Well, I'll just say right now, uh, and specifically with the 2020 election and the events leading up to it, it was an embarrassing time to be an American. And that's just how it was on both sides of the aisle. It was embarrassing. And uh, for me, being a first-time voter, it was incredibly upsetting. And just to see where our country has come, you know, every four years we have the polarization. It's going to be there. But I think that um, in terms of events starting at the in the early 2000s, I think these events have been just following and building and building until something was going to happen. And specifically, I mean, it was just, it was really hard to be a first time voter and to have this and have the weight on the chest and to see how it spread to social media and to see how it spread to everyone. And, you know, COVID did not help this at all. Everyone's on their phones, they're on social media, trying to find some kind of human connection, you know, and just hearing and being absorbed with politics and the news. And we were all, you know, 
it's what a year, what a year we've had. But I just think that's really, um, that helped build the polarization in our nation. And, you know, specifically with me, I've gotten a lot of hate. I get a lot of hate with being a Republican and I use the term closeted Republicans. I know there's closeted Republicans on campus and I've seen them and I met them and I want them to be able to have a space to talk about their views. I want them to not be embarrassed. If they don't want to share, that's okay. But I want them, I know these people, I want them to be able to come out of their shell and say what they want and not be worried about specifically in the classroom or ruining friendships and that sort of thing. I think um, a lot of the freshmen I've met, a lot of my good friends, it's like, you know, you meet your friends and then you start talking about some things and you're like, whoa, okay. Like, you know, I think I was surprised. Um, but I have a lot of friends that um, believe stuff that I do and I have a lot of friends that don't. And uh, for me, I don't think po politics is a big deal. You know, it's a good thing, but I think ultimately you make your friends based on things you have in common. Um, your morals, that sort of thing. I don't think politics comes in the way of me making friends. I believe that uh, no matter what you believe, if there's things I like about you and you're a nice person, I can be your friend, you know? Um, but along the lines of polarization, I think there's a lot of people where that's not the case. Um, I've, I've had instances uh, with, I had a mentor who completely shut me out until a couple days ago and reached out again. Um, but it was just completely shocking uh, to see how big of a deal this is for people to put my hands in quotation marks. I mean, it is. I mean, um, President Trump, uh, I loved the policies, you know, I did vote for him in the 2020 election. Uh, but seeing the downward spiral that that caused in our country, specifically with uh, the Capitol riot we had, that was not good. Um, and, you know, our inauguration ceremony, our past president did not come. And that hurt really bad. And I think, again, it's been a thing to be embarrassed by for the Republican Party. Uh, Vice President Pence was there, so that was a sign of good faith. But I think there's a lot of work to be done in the GOP. And I think that it's the young um, Americans, the younger generation, the conservatives that are going to be able to do this. There's been a lot of um, senators, congressmen that have been separate. It's been, uh, excuse me, there's been, you know, the traditional Republicans, and then there's been the traditional Republicans, but the Trump supporting Republicans. And um, they've kind of tried to change the party to be the Trump party, and it's not. It's the Republican Party. And I think uh, that's one thing we made specifically clear to our members as we started uh, the club in September. We said this is a uh, the College Republicans Club. This is not a Trump club. And we wanted to make that clear to everyone to know. I mean, of course, as a club, as a political club, we're going to support any sitting president in um, office. And that's just plain and simple, period. We support a president. Um, we're all Americans. It's our president. Uh, but I really, I have a lot of hope. I have a lot of hope. I have a lot of goals. I have a lot of things I want to be able to do here at Linfield. It starts small, you know, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And I think it's up to our generation to be able to change that and to be able to be open with the conversations. So I think the debate is something that's going to be awesome and hopefully will lead to bigger and better things in the future. Um, but polarization is a real big thing. And I hope that we will be able to do it one step at a time. I really hope so. Sorry, that was a lot. <laughs> no, that was a great answer. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, so I think the polarization in this country has kind of, obviously, it's always been there. It's always been building. But I think the year of 2020 and now into 2021 has really just given Americans the chance to really climb up to the top of the mountain and see 
all the issues that have been building that are, haven't been fixed over years and years and years. And the fact that we had a pandemic and it gave people the chance to get more involved in current events, kind of, you know, with the BLM riots and, you know, healthcare, there's just so many things going on that people are now having the time to focus on because everyone was living in the fast lane, living in the fast lane, you know, here and there. And then suddenly we're on quarantine, we're on lockdown and everyone has the time to really look at things. So even though we had an explosive, you know, year, explosive four years, I think it was time for some change and time for, you know, some people to really step up and be like, wow, like I can help change with things, like change things in my own country as well. So I kind of think that's where a lot of the young people have gotten involved. Like we were all, you know, seniors in high school, specifically everyone in our club, which is a really, you know, time in your life when you expect kids to, you know, have fun with their friends, do all this, do all that, when really we were all focused on what's going on in the world around us. And I don't think that's happened in quite some time. So I think it's really given us the chance to, you know, people to get super involved in politics, but at the same time, that's gonna get people super passionate and it's gonna cause a divide. And I think just learning how to be very passionate for the things you believe in, but yet still understand that this person has not seen the things I've seen may not understand the way I understand and still respect them as a person, even though they haven't traveled the same journey as you, because, you know, there's people all over the country that just, everyone has their own story, everyone has their own life. And just being open to hearing theirs and giving yours and educating yourself is really going to, you know, whether it's going to increase the polarization or not, there's, you know, a way to increase your views and get involved while also being respectful. And I think there was just a lot of explosiveness where the respectfulness was lost in parts of 2020, but that's how change occurs. We've seen it throughout history, you know, in order for change to happen, there has to be a big event, a big, you know, top of the cake event to happen to cause change. It doesn't always happen peacefully, but now that we're through some of the stuff, we're starting to get a vaccine, we're starting to, you know, change some things, hopefully we can all get on some even ground and respectfully get through these times to help make positive change, so. I know I'm only like four years older than you guys and I don't wanna come off as like patronizing or something, but um, you guys are just so mature and wise. Um, I definitely was not when I was a freshman. I was, I was not like you guys and both of you talked a lot about how there's a lot of hope for this younger generation and you guys are hopeful, which I think is, it's, it's amazing you know because politics it can be very negative it can be very pessimistic especially the news cycle i mean they've done studies and more of the news is negative coverage than positive coverage and then that's it's hard to live in a world like that but i mean you guys also talked a lot about you mentioned a lot of good things like social media and having the being open-minded being respectful but also acknowledging that people are going to be passionate so with this kind of focus on youth i guess you could say I'm really curious to know what advice you guys have for young people, you know, peer-to-peer -peer advice that you would give to your friends who are maybe experiencing a lot of that polarization or who maybe are experiencing political fatigue because it is all around us all the time. What kind of advice do you guys have for your peers who um, are experiencing the same reality that we are all experiencing? I've kind of realized just, you know, as I've gotten older, I remember my sophomore year in high school starting to get those passionate feelings and somewhat obsessing over things and constantly reading and doing this and doing that. And I just realized that like, you don't have to dedicate every second of your waking hour to 
educate yourself or get involved to be like helping your society. You need to do it to an extent to where you feel like you're educated and involved and then take, you know, your time to go for your walk or hang out with your friends. Because if you're obsessing or, you know, burning yourself out on something, you're not going to be going into it with the best mindset. So it's kind of doing it on your own agenda, like do something because you want to, not because you feel like you have to. And that's kind of what our clubs are about as well. I think, you know, if people are busy, have a test, we're not going to force them to come to the meetings. If people need a week off, we're not going to force you to talk about what's going on. It's more so doing it because you want to. Yeah, I love what you said there, Michaela. And, you know, going along the lines, uh, the word respect you use, that's something that I, I don't know if I mentioned or not, I was talking so much, but um, respect, I think it's really been lost. And I think it's up to the younger generation to really, you know, come to their senses to figure out what they want, what they want to see. And, you know, that does require a little bit of work, it does require a little bit of work. You know, it's like, learn the basis, learn what's been done, what hasn't been done. But ultimately, I think people are really intimidated by politics. And, you know, what's going on in the world does not help that. But I just tell people, I'm like, you know, it's so, like, politics is your own view. I can tell you about immigration and you can tell me what you kind of think about that and we can have a discussion about that and I've I have a lot of people that are younger than me back home um that they know me they know I'm involved in politics and they know I love reading about it learning about it all that sort of thing so they like ask me about things you know and I do my very best to tell them you know this is what's going on this is kind of along the lines of it but I I don't give my view to them I want them to be able to figure it out for themselves and I think that um our generation needs to know, and even like our fellow classmates, our peers that um, like, oh, you're the president of the Republicans Club. Well, I'm not really into politics. I'm like, that's okay. If you want to come, you can come. If not, do your own thing, you know, but the news especially is so downy and it's depressing. It's the news isn't making, um, you know, they're not making money unless they have something to report, you know, and that's one of the things that I found that maybe they're reporting things that aren't that big of a deal. I know my phone was blowing up today um, that Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are getting a divorce. I'm like, okay, I totally needed to know that, you know? Um, but I think the news is one thing that's as intimidating as well. And I think the news um, has some issues, obviously. And I think some people are a little intimidated by that, you know, like, oh, they hear the news is biased, but they want to know like, well, where can I get my news? You know, um, that thing. But I think I think we just need to know that, you know, it's, it's up to you. You can make politics what you want of it or what you don't want to know, but you just need to, you, you just understand, like, it's simpler than you think, you know, it's just your opinion. It's just what you know, um, what you were raised, uh, your values, your morals, that plays into politics as well. Um, so I think that I would just suggest people, if you're curious and you want to know more, check out both of our clubs on Instagram. Look when our next meeting is, you know, come attend, ask some questions, figure it out. You know, I think you can get involved in, um, you know, there's other things you can get involved with on campus that aren't political, but are going to help your community and you're going to help you as a person. So I think just getting involved, doing something. I mean, I think everyone should have one extra activity, even though I have to do all of them. I Just one, just do something, find something you're passionate about, do it, you know. That's great. That's great to hear. And um, with you shouting out your guys' Instagrams, uh, I would love to know if people want to, if people listen to this and they want to contact you, want to contact your club, how can they get in touch with you guys? You can look on um, Engage as well. That's the um, publicity platform thingy for ASLU Engage. But, you know, DM us on Instagram. You can figure out who we are. If you know who we are, reach out to me. If you have my phone number, email, Snapchat, whatever, you know, 
I'm on everything. I have to be on my phone a lot responding to really good emails too. So see me on campus, know me in class, reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you guys about it. Yeah, so we also have an Instagram. It's Linfield Demo Cats. Or, you know, we made a pun there, but you can DM us on that. Um, I believe we have a photo of each of our um, officers on our page. Feel free to message any of them if you know them better personally. My email is mminton at linfield.edu. And then if you really want to get involved, we have a group me. You can send me your phone number and I can put you in it and you can get, you know, daily notifications about what's going on as well. So yeah, totally get involved. Great. And so we are at the end of our time, but it's been so amazing having both of you here. I've really, really enjoyed this. The last thing that we do before, um, at the end of every podcast, is we have this segment where we ask our guests if they would like to share a recommendation with our listeners of anything they've read, watched, or listened to recently, or um, something that they'd like to plug. We already kind of talked a little bit about your upcoming debate, um, so feel free to share uh, anything else. Um, I would just say on my end, um, I'm tooting my own horn for my senator, Lisa Murkowski. I think she's doing a pretty good job. She's a Republican, but she's done a pretty good job of trying to keep things bipartisan. And I would encourage people to look into that. Look into the um, senators, congressmen, whoever that's being bipartisan and willing to work together and to learn from them and to be able to learn how you can do that in your everyday life. I'd also like to say, if you're interested in leadership, you should really do the leads minor. It's amazing. It's so awesome. And our, in our event, our Democrats uh, and Republicans Club debate, which will be awesome. Really hope you guys will tune in. Yeah, so one of my favorite people that I always refer, and you can see her here on my wall if you're on the Zoom, is AOC. Um, I know I really love her Instagram because she'll, you know, go on IGTV for an hour and just talk about what it's like to work in D.C. and give you her, you know, day by day what goes on, and she'll tell you exactly about the vaccine, she'll answer anyone's questions who comment back and she just really interacts with, you know, the people. And so if you're interested in, you know, left-leaning politics, she's a great young woman that is, you know, really representing what a lot of, I think, young liberal people believe. And she's really good to interact with on social media. So yeah, I love her Instagram. Thank you guys for that. Thank you again for those recommendations. We, I, I like AOC's Instagram too. <laughs> um, and I like Lisa Murkowski, just shouting that out because I'm also Alaskan. So Alaskans. <laughs> and that is all for today. Thank you guys for coming again. It, it was a great conversation. And I'll close this out with thank you so much for tuning into Paula Talks, friends. We will see you again next week.